Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us for Leadership Matters. My name is Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Our topic for today is building effective relationships at work. We'll be exploring what an effective relationship looks like, why is it important, is it important, and how do we go about developing effective relationships, as well as um, as relates to the public and nonprofit arenas, what relationships are key to develop, internal and external of an organization, and uh, what might be some ways to nurture them and then leverage them also for mutual gains and success. So to help me out today with regards to kind of covering all that about building effective relationships, we have three wonderful guests. And I'm going to start with introducing our first one, which is Jordan Goldridge. And Jordan, um, you are the principal with Custom Matrix. Is that correct? Well, one of the the partners in Custom Matrix. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, Jordan. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. And then we also have with us uh, Summer, Dr. Summer um, Curley. Dr. Summer Curley is the executive director with the Center for Organizational Effectiveness here in San Diego, California. Welcome, Dr. Curley. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. And we have Dr. Kathleen Keat, who's the founder and owner of ProAct Associates. And you are out of Wisconsin. Is that right, Dr. Keat? That's correct. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Before we jump into our topic, I'm going to ask each of you just to share a little bit about yourself and the organizations that you work with, as well as your experience working in or with the nonprofit arena or in the public arena. And, uh, Jordan, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, my uh, original career was to to be a therapist. I, I am actually a licensed clinical social worker in California. And so my first uh my first experience was in nonprofit organizations working with Family and Children's Service of Greater St. Louis and before that a uh, United Way and church funded uh, uh, youth youth drug prevention uh, program in New York City and uh, then uh, switched into uh, an area called um, employee assistance programs where we provide counseling for uh, our client organizations for the employees, and we serve many nonprofits there. And then I became a vice president of operations of a uh, healthcare company, which, uh, again, uh, we did a lot of work with nonprofits as well as government and for profit. Uh, since leaving that world and becoming an executive coach, I've joined Custom Matrix, which is a multidisciplinary consulting firm. So what we do is we take a uh, broad uh, view of organizations rather than coming in with one specialty. We have CEO level and CFO level and chief operating officers and really the whole gamut to look at an issue. So we take a broad perspective. Okay, great. Thanks, Jordan, and again, welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Summer, could we ask you to go next with, with regards to sharing a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I have a uh, Ph.D. in industrial organizational psychology, and more importantly, I've been practicing in this world uh, for a number of years, and am uh, currently, as you said, the executive director at the Center for Organization Effectiveness, 
and our um, work, so I've actually been an internal employee at the center for several years and then um, left to work for Kaiser Permanente on the nonprofit side. So I have kind of the healthcare nonprofit piece um, and then also have worked with the center and now are um, running the center. The center, for those people that aren't familiar with what we do, uh, we really are in the business of building leaders and we focus in public sector, nonprofit, uh, healthcare, and do some private sector, but our primary basis has been uh, we started in public sector and have really maintained our presence there. And we actually are the um, California provider of the uh, Certified Public Manager Program, which is a nationally recognized uh, certification for public managers. So we provide lots of leadership development, training, coaching, organization development work for uh, those entities. Wonderful. Great. Well, wonderful to have you with us, Summer. Thank you. Yes. And last but not least, Kathleen, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm the owner and founder of Proact Global Associates. Um, I've been in that business since 1988, but prior to that I worked in colleges and universities as well as corporate America in terms of in leadership development and organizational development. Uh, part of my background and experience is working with the private sector, but I've also founded an agency for women and shelter in the 70s that was really on the forefront of change in the area of sexual assault. Uh, services as well as domestic violence. I serve on different boards today, one to include impact, which is a very um, meaningful experience for me because it works in the alcohol and drug addiction area as well as identifying um, resources for pe- people that access their services. And it um, has a strong presence in the community that I live in. Uh, I've worked with the federal government in my practice, uh, most notably the Department of Defense as well as the Executive uh, executives with the Environmental Protection Agency at one time. Um, most of my practice is in the private sector with companies that are well known to some of you, GE, um, Northwestern Mutual, Harley Davidson. I could go through a list of private sector companies, but you know we're focusing here on the public sector, which I think I have some background and experience with over the years, working on the individual as well as organizational level to improve effectiveness and have had experience, again, with the nonprofit sector in a variety of ways, from board leadership and development to founding agencies and working with various staffs from time to time. Okay. Well, thanks again, Kathleen, for being with us. Um, Jordan, can I have you just start off and share a little bit about your perspective on what an effective work relationship is and how it impacts you know, a leader within an organization, or even the organization's effectiveness in success. Just your thoughts. So are you thinking about uh, leader to employee or leader to... Uh, I'm not going to define it. I'm going to let you define it with regards to effective relationships. Just um, what does an effective relationship perhaps look like from your perspective? And I said Jordan, but I guess anybody could jump in. and. Sure. Um, and then so, the, the thought that I have from that point is, why is it effective? I mean, why is it important? Why are we even having this conversation? Is it important? Well, it, it certainly is important, and I, and I think there's probably 60 or 70 years of research now that says ultimately it's about relationship in terms of the success of organizations. Um, I think the, the organizations that are most fun to work with and, and probably the, the the most uh, sustainable are
are the ones that are truly focused on providing value for whoever their external client or customer is. And so the relationships within the organization are have to be framed within the idea that everything that we do is focused on being who we need to be in order to uh, achieve what we need to achieve as well as actually delivering what we what we need to ch- to achieve so what i find is is that it a lot of it has to do with how you show up as a person so there are many temptations along the way uh within organizations to uh and i guess the two categories would be ego and turf uh that can get in the way of of serving the customer and so ultimately it's really the best relationships are ones that are really focused on our our mission our uh, on our vision and mission and we're able to manage ourselves and we're able to comment uh and talk with each other about how well we're approaching that and uh in many ways get around the issue of uh hierarchy and um uh turf and ego okay good Summer or Kathleen, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, this is Summer. I, I would add that, uh, you know, if people think about the best relationships they've had, whether it be work or um, personally, that typically the foundation, one of the descriptors that would come from that is that there's a true sense of trust between the parties that are in the relationship and uh, that that's really the foundation because even when you're in a in a working environment where you may need to give someone some difficult feedback or something that's you know hopefully constructive uh, when it's coming from a trusting position and you know that the person has your best interests in mind it's much easier to take that um, whether it's a difficult conversation or it's a, a fun environment whatever it is the foundation of um, trust really needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And the other piece that I think is critical to um, any relationship is that there be some clarity, whether it be spoken or not, around what your needs are that are coming from that dynamic, what the other individual's needs are, and then why are you even in a relationship? Why is there any interaction that you have? Is it to produce some outcome for a client? Is it to create some product for a customer? Is it to meet a resident's needs? What is it that, why do you interact? Why do your departments or your job roles interact? Um, and, and being clear about why you need to work together always creates that higher order work that you need to do and keeps the relationship focused towards your needed outcome. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, Kathleen, anything you'd like to add? Well, I think both... Um other people did, you know, quite well. Uh, certainly I would emphasize trust and confidence. And it's really, I guess, a matter of respect and trying to seek to understand where the other person might be in the relationship. Uh, oftentimes I think we come with our own frame of reference, our own worldview, and we really have, need to step back at times and kind of detach from that and seek to understand where the other individual is and, and look at the best interests of them as well as the organization um, in, involved. Um, that's not always an easy order, but I think being open and looking for emergent information and what's going on is, is very important. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I think all of those are wonderful kind of thoughts to add to the pot as we think about what Jordan started off with, um, you know, how we show up, how we're self-managing, and all that kind of rolls into what 
um, summer you were bringing up with regards to trust and people are going to feel that and certainly Kathleen I think underscoring all of that is certainly around respect. We're going to take a short break and um, I'm going to ask our listeners to please stay tuned and for each of you to, st- to please stay in place. We'll be back shortly with more on Leadership Matters. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about the importance of and how to go about building effective work relationships. With us today we have Jordan Goldrich. Jordan is the principal, or I say a principal, with Custom Matrix. Uh, thanks for staying with us, Jordan. Uh, my pleasure. And with us also is Dr. Summer Curley. And uh, Dr. Curley is the executive director with the Center for Organization Effectiveness in San Diego. Welcome back, Dr. Curley. Thank you. And then also Kathleen Keat, who's the founder and owner of Proact Associates and um, 
Glad to have you with us as well, Dr. Kate. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Summer, I'm going to ask you to maybe start with us in sharing your perspective of um, what relationships are key for leaders in nonprofit and public sector um, organizations to develop in order to support their effectiveness and success? I think that's a great, great question, and it's uh, it's very lofty. It's very broad because uh, it's obviously dependent upon the individual's role within the organization. Uh, I think the the best thing to do when people are working to build relationships, which truly is something we all uh, need to do in these times, is to to reflect on who the key players are in their uh, world, in their sphere of influence. And oftentimes, you know, I see that um, individuals will be pretty clear about who their direct reports are that they need to be building relationships with. Uh, Sometimes they're pretty clear about all of the superiors that they need to manage up with, so maybe are clear about their direct supervisor, but sometimes not the other individuals that are above them in the organization in the hierarchy that they need to keep informed or they need to be sure that they have uh, relationships established with. Another key area that sometimes people forget are their peers, that um, the liaisons that they need to have between different divisions or departments or agencies to really make sure that they're uh, well-networked and can leverage those people as needed. But one of the most often un- uh, understood or unresourced place is really with the customers. And in public sector and non- nonprofit, you know, it's typically the residents within an area uh, or the people that you serve. And so often that group is really not totally understood from how do you build relationships with those individuals and, and ensure that you're meeting their needs because those needs can be so varied. And uh, it really requires teasing out the, the variation amongst the customers to understand what what their needs might be and being clear about how you can service those in different ways. So I'd say those are a great activity is to really outline those, I mean, physically write them out and have a, a dialogue maybe with the people you work with around who are other people we need to be building relationships with and doing that quite frequently, once a quarter or twice a year to really uh, see how maybe some of those dynamics have changed, mm-hmm. relationships that you have built and are strong, ones that you need to focus more attention on, and then if there's new relationships being built, as in these changing times, we constantly are having new partnerships developed and new dynamics building, and so to revisit that on a, on a regular frequency is really important. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And Summer, when you were speaking of superiors, um, were you including in that in that train of thought the board? Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting. You know, it depends on on the board uh, what the arrangement is there, but certainly there is a reporting relationship there, uh, and so making sure that those relationships are strong and that there's clarity around roles and. Um, how those interactions should occur is is quite important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything, um, Kathleen, you'd like to add to maybe what Summer has started us on? Yes, I think I'd like to kind of take it in a you know build on what she's already said and kind of mm-hmm. take it in another direction. Okay. Uh, I work frequently in my community with a number of the leaders of organizations. I happen to belong to a very large, high-profile Rotary Club, which has a number of business executives as well as the non-profit leaders. 
and I see the most successful leaders really engaging in developing relationships across the community with, you know, other like-minded agencies as well as different agencies. So there's, you know, I guess some relationships that are going on. I've seen a lot of consolidation of different kinds of groups or sharing of strategic um, relationships and partnerships across the community to create greater effectiveness and delivery of services. Um, frequently over the years, and I think it's really changed perhaps in the last 10, if not less years, I think people have gotten together and stayed in agencies for a long time, have been you know, definitely very committed to the cause, to their clients, to their customers, yet they haven't sought out to be more proactive in the community. And I think that's extremely critical today, not only on the part of an executive leader or president of a not-for-profit or public organization, but also the, the, the other managers, the other leaders that are up and coming, because it really gives you a sense of what's going on, what some of the other needs are that we're oftentimes more alike and aligned than we're different. Mm-hmm. So that's critical, as well as board relationships. I've been involved in different boards. I've been in bo- involved in board building. And within an agency or within a group, frequently you do not interface very directly with the staff because that's really done by the, the president or the executive director. But, you know, it's always helpful to be on different kinds of committees to seek to understand what's going on in personnel, going on in finance, going on in marketing, whatever the case might be, but also know your, your role in that situation. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of dynamics that are going on, and I think the most successful or the most enduring or sustaining non- not-for-profits are the ones that have sought to, I think, be more efficient, to look at sharing administrative services, having you know greater leverage with strategic partnerships and kind of you know learning that by working together we can be much more effective overall for our clients. Okay. I want to drill in a little mm-hmm. deep and uh, thank you all for just kind of taking that lofty broad question and just kind of going where it took you. And um, I want to drill down, though, and say specifically, so we've named some groups that we think it's important for leaders within these organizations to develop. And Summer started us off with saying direct reports, superiors, peers. I'm going to ask us to say why behind a little bit of these with regards to So why is it important to have really effective relationships with direct reports? Let's start there. Anybody want to take that on? Well, sure. I can uh, respond to that. Um, it, it's very, very clear. Uh, one of the seminal research uh, uh, studies that was done was by the Gallup organization a number of years ago. And it's very, very clear that uh, employees do not leave organizations, they leave managers. And most organizations are wanting to keep their most talented people. So it really boils down, it really boils down to relationship ultimately. Um, other things are important, but ultimately it's the relationship with their manager, with their boss, and with their uh, with their direct leader, and with uh, the organization's leadership that determines whether number one, uh, valuable employees stay, and number two, uh, whether the employees who are there are marking time or whether they're really giving their all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it kind of takes me back to. Um Jordan, what's the book? I know we've used it at San Diego State. Coons and Ponzer, the um, the leadership challenge. Yes. Mm-hmm. It says leadership is the art of um, inspiring others to want to achieve shared aspirations. 
and I kind of so think about it, and I think... I'm not remembering the exact quote either. We're also working with the exceptional leader. Right. Yeah. I, I like the, the framing there, and I think it's so important for um, leaders to realize what you just said as it relates to the direct reports very often being important resources for them to get it done, because particularly at that first level of leadership, there's a whole transition in the mind, and the, the higher we go within that leadership arena, um, the area of responsibility, what, what it is we're asked to accomplish is very often much more than we can do ourselves. And so yeah. being able to effectively leverage and do things with and through others becomes just um, of paramount importance. And one might say starting with those direct reports and then certainly leveraging our peers as well um, in our networks to help get things done. Why is it important to have good relationships with our superiors, be it our, our direct supervisors or up the chain? What's, what's the why behind that, anyone? This is Summer. You know, I would say that um, there are certainly are reasons for the different relationships at all different levels. The superior piece is critical so that I was just actually at one of our management academies yesterday where we were discussing the necessity right now in public sector to discuss the undiscussables. And I think that has a lot to do with that relationship between superior and direct reports because you need to be able to have a strong foundation of a relationship going back again to that trust piece and and, uh, what Kathleen was saying about the respect so that when there are those undiscussables that need to be brought to the surface, that that dynamic already exists. There's already a strong relationship to have that type of dialogue occurring. And in these times, that needs to be at the forefront. Um, so I think that's, that's part of the essential nature of that relationship between superior and direct report. The other piece that I would say, though, is these days we spend so much time in our places of business, we, we devote a lot of our energy and our mental capacity and our lives to our work and to the people that we serve. And in public sector, that's oftentimes, you know, the residents or the, um, the population that we really focus to serve. And we should at the same time be having some, some enjoyment of that work, some fun, some um, personal enjoyment to sustain the workloads that we all have to carry. And relationships is the way that you do that, to, to be able to get some nurturing and some um, enjoyment out of the work and the people that you get to interact with at any level that you're working with, whether it be a peer, a superior, a direct report, uh, the people that you serve, whichever it is that you have some um, enjoyment. And so relationships is the best way to do that. You know, a little laughter in the workplace, a little fun, a little dynamic makes that a better day for everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. I'd like to add something to the superior piece in terms mm-hmm. of working with a superior. I think sometimes um, managers and leaders are short or uncomfortable in terms of giving feedback. So I think we also have to take responsibility to ask for what it is. And one of my um, friends or champions is Marshall Goldsmith, who I'm sure many of you know from the San Diego area. But one of the things that he does well and brings into lots of organizations through coaching is the feed-forward idea. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, maybe you've gotten some feedback from your superior or maybe you've asked for some feedback or gotten a 360 or something like that. Well, take responsibility yourself and look at what you want to do moving forward and then initiate discussions with your boss on a regular, predictable basis to get checked to see how things are moving in the right direction for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's invaluable information and something right. necessary. 
Thank you. All right, it looks like we need to move to a commercial break, so I'm going to ask you to stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Get ready for an exciting and eye-opening hour every week on Globe Talk with Avasant. Join your host, Kevin Parikh, for an inside look at the world economy with a special focus on technology and its impact on humankind. We will invite the top industry experts to our forum and answer your questions, too. Globe Talk with Avasant airs live every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us on Leadership Matters. Today, we're talking about the importance of and how to build effective work relationships. With us today is Jordan Goldrich, Principal of Custom Matrix, Dr. Summer Curley, Executive Director with the Center for Organization Effectiveness, and Dr. Kathleen Keat, Founder and Owner of Proact Associates. Uh, thank you all for being with us. In this um, segment, I'm going to really start off with asking, actually, before I start off, Jordan, I just had this thought I wanted to zoom back into the last segment on, and that is um, I think that Kathleen did a good job of connecting, and certainly, Summer, you kind of mentioned the external piece that's necessary as relates to um, building the network to support what it is we want to accomplish uh, in the community, being in touch with our customers, and, and so on and so forth, those we serve. And then we kind of stepped into the internal organization. And 
that's really the personal story I'm going to ask uh, Jordan for you to share a little bit about. I know that um, you and I have had an opportunity to share a lot offline, and um, you had shared a story with me that I thought our listeners might find um, helpful, and that was um, around a relationship challenge that really ended up stalling your career, and you said it really kind of taught you a powerful lesson. If I could get you to maybe share that story with us, Jordan, I'd appreciate it. I will do that now. So approximately 12 years ago, I was sitting in my office uh, in a large insurance company that had bought our little health care organization, and I got a call from my boss um, to come down to her office. And I, I walked down, and uh, we were here in San Diego, so I walked down, and uh, sitting in there with her was the uh, VP of Human Resources, who was headquartered in another city. So I decided very quickly that this was not a good thing. And they proceeded to tell me that I was being let go, and the reason, the specific reason was for mismanaging my budget. Uh, three or four days later, I bumped into the woman who had been my uh, partner from the finance department on developing my budget uh, in a bakery near the office. And she said, she came over and she said, you know, Jordan, I, I really need to apologize to you. And I, I said, why? She said, well, you know all of those meetings we had where you said that um, uh, there was something wrong with your overhead and also with your cost of sales and you couldn't figure out what was going on with your budget? And I said, well, I certainly do. And she said, well, remember how I looked at you blankly so as if I had no clue what you were talking about? And I said, yeah, I remember that as well. And she said, well, I did know, and I was told by our boss that if I told you, I would be fired. And so you can imagine the impact of hearing that. So I started to think about it um, outside in my car um, that afternoon and looked back at, um, realized, well, first of all, realized that I had a choice that I could spend the next 10 years feeling victimized or I could do what it is that I have been teaching people for many, many years, which is to focus what I, on what I control and figure out could I have done anything that would have gotten me a different result. And I, as I reviewed that relationship, I realized that I, I, I didn't have a whole lot of respect for her, uh, largely because I had seen her do similar things to other people. And I wasn't overtly disrespectful, but I probably said some things uh, along the way. I, I came from a family that um, valued saying exactly what they thought to each other, and sometimes in a loud voice. And um, it wasn't like um, other mentors and people hadn't mentioned to me that I need to work on being more tactful. Um, <clears throat> but I had always kind of dismissed it as I was doing what's, what's best for the organization, and it takes a lot of energy to sit on all of that emotion, and why aren't they looking at these other people who are richly deserving of those comments? And so it, it was really an epiphany, and the epiphany was what I stand for as a human being is to treat people with respect and to make a difference in the world. And I, I, it just hit me how out of alignment with my own value I was, and it also hit me what bad strategy it was. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I made a commitment that I was going to change that. There would be no longer any excuse, regardless of whatever anybody else did, for me to react um, arrogantly 
Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what's happened at this point is um, that really shaped my career. As a coach, I've, I've really specialized in working with people who are leaving a trail of bruised people behind them. And sometimes that's because they're more like me, came from a loud family and learned how to say whatever it is they were thinking at any given moment. Uh, sometimes it's because they were conflict avoidant and um, are leaving a trail of bruised people behind them for that reason as well, because they're not dealing directly with uh, whatever it was, as, mm-hmm. as perhaps this, this boss was. Mm-hmm. So um, what it taught me, though, ultimately it taught me that it comes down to, and I think it's success in relationships and success in changing behavior and learning leadership behavior, ultimately comes down to your intention, comes down to what's in your heart and what's your intention. I teach a lot of communication skills and negotiation skills and candid conversation skills and how to to, uh, give negative feedback skills. And that's, that's all technique. But on some level, the effectiveness really comes back to, are you committed to treating the other person with respect? And are you committed to managing yourself at all times? So that's become what I call my teachable point of view mm-hmm. about Good. communications and relationships. Okay. You know, and I want to push on you just a, a, a tad bit um, because you said it comes down to what's in your heart and it kind of comes down to your intention. And I know you and I both do um, work at the Center for Creative Leadership in the um, model that they use around aligning our impact with our intentions. Is that part yeah. of that for you, Jordan? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so it's really managing ourselves so that our impact is consistent with that which we're intending. Yes, and the center, the cent, right, the center has a very nice mm-hmm. technique for getting to that, which is work, as a coach or as a manager working with somebody who is intending something um, and making the distinction between their intention and the impact that it's having. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I think... As we talk in this segment, want to look a little bit about at, at, you know, what are some of these important things that people can do to make sure that they are positioning themselves to form and develop effective relationships. And one of what I'm hearing you saying also kind of goes back to echoing what um, Kathleen said in the first segment around treating people with respect and not feeling like for any reason, be it, you know, I think I'm right or I think they're wrong, or I think they're idiot, or I think they have ill intentions, regardless of what's happening with the other, to manage ourselves in such a way where everyone feels that they've been treated with dignity and respect, that that's, that that's an important piece of what you're bringing. Mm-hmm. Um, Summer and Kathleen, anything you'd like to add? Well, I really am glad that Jordan shared his experience. I don't think it's unlike um, some of my experiences or other, many others out there. One of the things that I see that people do not do sometimes when they've, you know, maybe been laid off by a company and they didn't see it coming, and most people don't see it coming. Um, For a number of years, I sponsored something called the Visions Network for Outplaced Executives before the outplacement firms were doing it in my offices. And every Monday, executives who were laid off by some of the best companies in the greater Milwaukee area um, would come and they'd work with each other, and then they had kind of a plan in terms of networking and supporting one another and a topic. But frequently, most people do not examine their career stallers or derailers and really take an honest look at themselves in terms of what they're doing so they do not make the same mistake again. And I think it sounded to me like Jordan did that kind of self-examination and maybe had 
what I work in is a transformational experience where you really begin to examine some of your assumptions, your values and beliefs that are no longer working for you, and then taking the intention to action and putting in new practices and ways of behaving that in turn become, you know, your way of being and and, and moving forward in the world. So um, I compliment you and commend you for sharing your story because I think it's a, it's a good story and I think it, uh, a lot of people will identify with that and they don't always learn from that and, and move forward in their lives and their careers because of that. Excellent. Great. And I love that um, cluing in that you just kind of covered there as relates to um, the self-examination because I do think that so often we get caught up in doing and um, even when, when hurt, um, getting past the hurt without really maybe taking time mm-hmm. to reflect and mm-hmm. to pull out the lesson mm-hmm. and to then be, as you said, um, intentional about taking action to lead to where we want to go and maybe not um, not repeat those things that weren't getting us where we wanted to go or, mm-hmm. or how we want to be. Was I speaking just now, and who was just was that um, Summer or Kathleen that just shared that? Oh, it's Kathleen. I'm sorry. Kathleen. Oh no, I thought it was Kathleen because you said Milwaukee, but <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but for some reason, I thought it was Summer, so I got a little confused. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Summer. Anything you'd like to add? I I just um, echo that you know we all have a tendency to to stick our foot in our mouths or something at at one point or another, um, and and the critical part is that examination piece. It's the time to take the time to reflect. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I have found uh, very helpful in that is to have a partner, someone that you can go to and um, that you're really just based, your whole premise is to help each other figure out some of those blind spots that you might have mm-hmm. and to improve upon your um, your management of relationships. And so if you have someone you can talk through with that, whether it be a colleague or a um, personal relationship that you can talk through those things, that you can improve upon it and, and hopefully not make uh, similar mistakes in the future. Or even when it's a, it's a positive thing, you've handled a situation really well, and to reflect on that so that you can capitalize on doing that more often. Mm-hmm. That's also an important reflection that needs to happen probably more often for most of us. Mm-hmm. So, so um, leveraging and learning from not only the challenges but for the things that we've done well. And I love this idea of having a trusted partner that mm-hmm. you can kind of go through it, or go to and the two of you can identify and support each other in working through um, blind spots. Anything else come to mind as relates to um, developing and nurturing relationships? Any other, like, how-to or tips that you might give? Oh, looks like I'm going to have to have you hold that thought because we're going to uh, move to another quick break. So please stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. With us on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about the importance of and how to build effective work relationships. Um, Dr. Um, Summer Curley is with us. And Dr. Curley, I'm going to start with you and just ask you to share some of your final thoughts on our topic of today with regards to any tips you'd give our listening audience. Sure. You know, I'd, I'd just close with the thoughts of uh, it's critical to really take the time to build those relationships that you uh, believe are important to meeting the needs of uh, the work that you do. And a key element to that is just to really remember that we are all humans that have interests and we have insights and, and interests outside of work in addition to work. And a critical part of building relationships is just understanding that, taking the time to understand what makes people tick, what they enjoy, what their strengths, where their you know, blind spots might be your opportunities, and to really take an active, genuine interest in people is the key to building any kind of relationship, even when you may be at odds. And speaking of the at odds, I think this probably starts to build into a separate Leadership Matters program uh, for a different day, but to not step away or shy away from times when a relationship gets difficult or there's conflict or some sort of a a negative piece that you need to talk through as um, a pair, that you find ways, and that's probably where it's a separate 
session, but you find ways to really have that dialogue and uh, work through the conflict to not just let a whole relationship you've built dissolve because of potential rough spot. Because any relationship that's really worth having, if there is, a, there will be rough spots, and so making the taking the time to uh, actively work through those is really essential. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Curley. I really appreciate all the insights that you've shared today. You're welcome. Jordan, how about yourself? Uh, final thoughts and tips? Well, partly first to just echo what Dr. Curley said, which is that I think ultimately being able to deliver negative feedback or deal with conflict and disagreement uh, in a healthy way, which means we get it out on the table and we're all committed to solving it and fixing it, is really key for a, for a healthy organization and an effective organization. And Jordan, let me just pause you for just a second. I hate to mess up your train of thought, but any quick thoughts you could give with regards to how one might deal in a healthy way with conflict? Well, I, I think the first thing is you have to be willing to enter into dialogue. And the definition of that means that you're willing to uh, at least open a small window in your own mind that says, my point of view might not be correct. Mm -hmm. And you also have to realize, I think, that uh, that there's, a, there's this thing called the chain of customers. It comes back from the old Toyota model and W. Edwards Deming, that um, my being right doesn't help if the other people in the chain that I'm working with who are delivering to our customers aren't getting their needs met. So that would be the, uh, those are the things that come up mm -hmm. Wonderful. Right way in answer to your question. Good, thank you. And I know I, I um, stopped you as you were on a flow. Is there something else you would add to? You know, I'm realizing the other thing I was going to say is really related to that, and mm -hmm. and that is I think for good relationship, it's it's there are two things. It's about credibility and it's about caring. So if you can conduct yourself in a way that other people believe you're credible, meaning they recognize that you have the knowledge and expertise to be at the table, but equally importantly, that you're telling the truth and that you're doing what you say you're going to do. And then the caring piece is, do you care about more than just your own needs? Are you, do you actually care whether other people get a win? Do you care about the customer? Do you care about the organization? So I, I think being able to conduct yourself where other people uh, perceive you as having credibility and then caring about more than just yourself are really two keys. Fabulous. I love that. Thanks, Jordan. And last but not least, Dr. Keat, any final thoughts um, or tips for our listening audience today? Well, or for each other, because I think we learn from each other in this process as well. Yes, I think certainly the essentials have been presented. Um, you know, I guess I go back to my original statement. You know, it's a matter of, a matter of respect and listening to understand and um, don't, mind, don't mind read the other person. Um, try to see things from their perspective and, uh, you know, forgive and accept each other. Um, I think whether it's an individual or as part of a group, real progress depends on entering wholeheartedly into the process and being motivated to make yourself a more deeply satisfied human being. And there's also, I guess, a brief quote that comes to mind. It's, and uh, Mother Teresa said it well, it's kind words can be short and easy to speak but their echoes are truly endless. So it's kind of having that first of mind and looking at one's 
you know, motivations sometimes in terms of where we're at and what we need to accomplish. Not always thinking of yourself, as Jordan said, think of the bigger, bigger purpose and who else you're engaged with and, you know, the real result and what needs to happen. Hmm. Fabulous. Love it. I think you guys have all given us some wonderful um, food for thought. And, you know, it makes me think of Blanchard's model that he's used around customer service. And I know here at our organization we've kind of tweaked it in a um, a bit, but it has the same intent. And um, we look at service excellence as being um, consistently delivering exceptional service that demonstrates eye care and builds a positive reputation and support for the organization. But that eye care is around always being acting with integrity. The uh, C is for courteous, which kind of goes back to this whole theme around honoring and treating people with respect. The A is for attentiveness and the, you know, really kind of doing what I believe Summer started off with saying and Jordan also getting to know the other person and um, not just being attentive to them to kind of get to know what it is they need and want and desire, but then the R is for responsive, being responsive so that you support that win-win. You're getting what you need, but also ensuring that they feel like they're getting what they need in that relationship as well. And we say excellence is just always doing your personal best. And it requires um, not just getting the task done, but getting the task done with compassion. And uh, without the compassion, then um, we've kind of missed the mark to excellence. So I think that where we may all frame it a little different, but it kind of builds the same picture. Um, and that is the relationship being one where everyone's getting their needs met and uh, being attentive to um, not only what they need but what others need as well. Any additional thoughts from anyone as we wrap up here? No, thank you, though, for facilitating a very important topic and discussion. You're more than welcome. Thank you. I really enjoyed being part of this conversation. This is Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. Enjoyed having it with you. And Jordan, were you trying to say something there? I said it's just been a pleasure being part of this conversation and listening to the uh, to Kathy and Summer. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you. So again, I want to thank Jordan Goldrich, a principal with Customer Matrix here in San Diego, California, as well as Dr. Summer Keat, Executive Director of the Center for Organization Effectiveness here based in San Diego, California as well, and then Dr. Kathleen Keat, founder and owner of ProAct Associates out of uh, Milwaukee, right? I, I keep wanting to all forget over. that. <laughs> but you're, you guys are all over, though. Yes. Okay. I'm not just based here. I'm based here right now, but I we work all over the United States and internationally. Oh. Did I say your name wrong? I think uh, Summer Curley. Oh, thank you, uh, yeah, Dr. Summer okay. Curley. That's okay. <laughs> I think I gave you Kathleen's last name, huh? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Thanks for um, flagging that for me. Okay. Well, thanks again to all of you, and thank you so much to all of our listeners. We appreciate your tuning in to Leadership Matters. Please join us next week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on Leadership Matters. Have a wonderful week.
Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Thank you.